This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hi guys, my name is Ashley Stone and I am your host to Beauty Behind Chaos. And today on our second episode, I can't believe it's two. I actually got started. I'm so excited. I am here with a guest, a special guest, my very good friend, Haley Ahart. Hey girl. Hey girl. I am so excited we are doing this. I know. Oh my gosh. So we are, we are just in the midst of chaos right in this very moment. My studio is not done, but we don't care. We are here at a table with the microphone and we are getting it done. Um, So I am in the midst of my chaos, but I would love to share a little bit about who you are and we'll dig right into all the things. Fun and chaos. (laughs) Yes, so go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, who is Haley Ahart? So my name is Haley Ahart Keeper. I am the president of Ahart Solutions International, co-founder of Macy's Miracles, and executive board member of Night of Superstars. Mother of four, wife of a crazy country music singer, um, a woman who sees the difference, I guess, as the beauty. I never can stop creating, and therefore that's what has led me on a 12-year campaign to revolutionize healthcare across the world. Oh my gosh, that's that's a lot of things. That's, that's a lot of things about <laughs> my mom when you think about it. Yeah, I have a I have a saying like I just do all the things. When people are like, "What? What do you do? All the things? I do all the things." It's hard it's to define. Us to say. What we don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you nailed that though. Like. I am still trying to figure out my bio and the different the different things that I do and how to just nail that in one fell swoop. And you just hit all the things. So I love that. And uh, we became very good friends not too long ago. But I mean, if people know a little bit about me and my background and then now just hearing very briefly yours, it makes complete and total sense why we are good friends, because we have a lot of synergy and just a lot of creativity and ideas and deep conversations so it's pretty cool that we're gonna record one awesome all right so this is beauty behind chaos and what i love to talk about um and share with our viewers is um really i I love to share the stories the hard stories because when it gets hard it's like it's where you feel like you almost want to give up and you're alone and no one gets you and it's like things are going to get hard that's inevitable but I love to share the stories and moments to say it's going to get hard, but that's not when you give up. It's when you give into the process of what's happening and like dig in deeper. So Beauty Behind Chaos is sharing those chaotic moments and those stories um, where you should dig in and dig deeper. And so with all the stuff that you have going on, you've been doing what you're, you've been doing for how long? Uh, we started A Heart Solutions International in 2012. Amazing. And in that, we started Macy's Miracles in 2016. And then throughout all of that, then my empowerment and motivational speaking since 2012. Oh my gosh. So a long time. Yes. A long time. And you still love it. 
and you're and you're still showing up and you're still doing the thing. I don't want to wait. And as a magnetic force, if I want to give up, it's like <laughs> not today. And yeah, right. It's like you have those moments and you're like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden you like show up and you, you go back out for more. Right. I think it's human. And I think if any woman or man who's in business um, says that they don't get to that point, they're either denial or lying. Yeah. And I think it's important for the transparency for us to talk about those difficult times. So, so much yeah. in what you're doing, because failure comes without having a support system. Failure comes when someone will turn the other cheek when it gets hard. Yeah. Because it does get hard, but we can lift each other up. Yeah. I always say we're, we're a vehicle. And just as that vehicle runs on empty, you have to go and put the fuel in to make it run. Well, our empowerment, our motivation, our support team, our team, you know, our tribe is our vibe. That is our gasoline. That's going to yeah. fuel. Yeah. So. Girl. And when I met you, I was, I was dang near on empty. <laughs> so, Both of us. Yes, it was definitely like God's alignment and intervention, like all the things. So Haley and I became neighbors. And um, I, I say this to her quite often. I'm like, I literally prayed for someone like this to move next door. I don't know why, but I just wanted that, like, I don't know, that really close by, like, connection. Just someone I could just knock on their door and be like, hey, I have this idea. Like, let's just, let's sit and have a glass of wine and talk. And so those moments had happened um, for sure. But tell us a little bit about, um, just going back 12 years ago. Um, what is AHR Solutions? And you you mentioned like the health aspect and like what got you into what got you started 12 years ago with AHR Solutions? So, I mean, I've been in healthcare. My first degree is in respiratory. Oh, I did an ER trauma for years and then progressively got into running the marketing teams for the hospitals and then got into the administration side, always wanting to learn every division. So then I wanted to take it on. I didn't want to take it over. Yeah. Take it on. I think it's good to know like a little bit of everything too. Yeah. Um, and within that, my uncle was living in Dubai at the time. He just finished his contract running the USO there and started a consultancy firm. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to come up there. I had a vision. Uh, my vision was to create post-acute transitional care in the Middle East. If you know the Middle East, that's an unheard of term. You have life cycles. You are the parent, raise the child, and the child around 55 starts raising the parent. Oh, God. There is no nursing home assisted living, independent living. There's mental health. Any of those components, is, it was taboo back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, and we, the hand of God literally gave us an opportunity to be tied to the Saudi Arabian royal family. And... What? This, I'm like, hold on. I did not expect where this story was about to go. Okay. 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 Finally. They came and said, okay, Haley, and they're going Arabian way. <laughs> you could build the perfect healthcare system and, you know, it'd be so robust. You run a great piece during Western medicine. How would you do it? Yeah. Blink Candace. We not pay you. Eh, yeah. If it has substance, we'll give you the contract. Or a normal person would have stopped. Eh, yeah. And not pay you. Eh, yeah. yeah. Well, a normal person is not really chatting it up with the royal family either. So, <laughs> Well, and um, so I looked at my husband, my uncle, who is my best friend, my mentor hero. And I said, let's do this. He's like, okay. I'm like, let's put all of our investment, everything we have. You may need leverage to full retirement. I can inheritance every day, gosh. And October 27th, which is a significant day in our family because it was my father's passing day 
we did a show in Abu Dhabi where we're like, well, going to try this out. So we tried it out and we did the second to the largest healthcare expedition in the Middle East. And um, we had nothing. We had a booth. We had a table, we had like a little circle table. We had a glass case that we put like clients flyers in. And when I say clients, this was like in Houston's medical center, my friends, my friends in India, I'm like, hey guys, I need your stuff. Yeah. Um, and a spring TV. And I did a presentation, we looped it, and we were the only people there with a solution. Yeah. I didn't ask him for their business. I wasn't trying to sell them anything. I said, there's a need, there's a gap. You have a situation where you're taking the independence from your elderly. You are putting them into positions where you're not going to create generational life. You're literally creating a life cycle that pretty much stops about 45. Ooh. And I said, but let us come in here and bring a consortium of healthcare solutions where we can bring all of our relationships from the U.S. integrate them here and we can help you reverse your medical tourism, which was obviously I'm kind of giving you a plethora of yeah. direction. And that experience led to us having people wrapped around literally the expedition hall to get five minutes to have a conversation. And my uncle looked at me, he said, Haley Brooke, you might be on a set. Oh man, thank gosh, that's amazing. And that was in 2012. And since then we have built a global healthcare system it's conception to completion, green energy, urban blueprint. We take solar panels, we take medical waste, um, incinerate it, turn it into biogas to create power sources for the most desolate areas that need healthcare. And we literally take Eastern and Western medicine and integrate it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's, and that, that's just the healthcare. That's Since just the health. I'm like, whoa. We've since <laughs> then expanded their um, capabilities to building affordable housing, to waste to energy agribusiness and um, energy. So that's wild. I did not anticipate all of that. <laughs> you know, it's well, funny, it's but it's not just me. Yeah, but still, I mean, it just having that vision and, and yes, of course, it, it takes people to do, you know, to execute and but it also takes leadership and a vision and just like and the execution of that vision. Right. I feel like so often like everyone has ideas, but really the people that go forward and implement them and execute and then build a team around them and the right team um, to make things happen is is so important. But you said something within that, too, that's just like. So vital, I think, when I'm sharing even things with what I do, it's like it's not about selling someone. It's about creating a solution to a problem. And I feel like it's in those like really tough hardship kind of moments. You go, uh, there needs to be an easier way. Like, right? <laughs> so, I yeah. I mean, I, I call it life made. You know, it's you're playing ping pong blindfolded while in a maze and you're trying to get to the exit point. But to change the trajectory, you're always in and out to accept the fact that you're going to hit the wall. Yeah. And yeah. if you're okay with hitting the wall and reinventing and resiliently redirecting, then you'll be successful. I love that. That's so great. And you also made a comment about a date, October 27th. Yeah. That is the date that I closed on my first commercial building. And so there's definitely some... Definitely. something with that date girl um i'm so excited and we are sitting in that new building right now with gorgeous 
with uh, half-painted walls. <laughs> it's coming together, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited about that. So awesome. That is Haley Ahart, girl. All right. Well, I know a little bit of that story, and I'm just always so impressed when I talk with you because I feel like I learn a little bit more every single time. And so after or during, because you still do this, right? You still do Ahart Solution. Mm-hmm. And then so um, within all of that, you also started a nonprofit and you want to share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I talk about finding a problem and realizing that the gap needed to be bridged for a solution. Mm-hmm. I have a special needs daughter, Macy, and we were in her high school. She graduated a few years ago, but she was 16 years old and we're sitting and if you have special needs or you're tied to them, you understand what IEP and an art meeting is, it could be quite frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a mom who agrees with putting a label on my child or any child. And they were like, okay, Miss Kiefer, um, we need to accept the fact when Macy graduates, the best she's going to do is wipe tables at McDonald's or greet people at Walmart. Oh my God. And that's and she work. <laughs> What? And I remember the Cajun and me gets in there and with like fingers in their face. And yeah. I, you need to remove that label off my child because she could be whatever she wants now. And she says, mom, I want to wipe tables at McDonald's or free people at Walmart. We're going to celebrate. Um, yeah. And she dare determine her future by you determining what her mental capacity can handle. Oh and I remember looking at them and I said, when, when I return, my child would be the CEO of her own business and we will have a discussion and I'll prove to you that she'll be more than that. And they were like, Okay. <laughs> well, we'll let you go calm down. Yeah. Come back. We'll regroup. Four months later, we came back and I put her nonprofit on the table. And I said, Macy is the the CEO of her own nonprofit, which is Macy's Miracles. And that creates, we knew we needed a position, a place where we could celebrate, not tolerate our special needs population, where we could elevate them, educate them, empower them, and employ them and or created entrepreneurs ahead of them. These kids are genius. They are so capable. They are so beautiful. Problem is the society doesn't see past the disability. Therefore, they don't see the thriving. They just see like, you know, they don't see anything. They just see their surviving. Right. And um, doing that, I've we created that's where we raise funds to sponsor them, whether they want to be an entrepreneur or they want to get equal employability. We help them negotiate their pay rate. We, you know, bring them to Port Fortune 500 companies. I talk to them and, you know, our team even advocating them on how do they diversify their employment, the benefits of doing so, how they can help them in taxation, um, and also how can it help the morale by bringing in some pure love and loyal and dedication because your special needs population, they're so happy to have a job they don't have right. all into. Right, they, right. They're like, you're not paying me enough. Right. Um, yeah, they're just grateful. And the opportunity, I feel like that's the other aspect. I had a, um, a young woman that worked with me. I actually um, donated my services to the hospital for an event and uh, it was craniofacial Um I call them clients, I'll, I'll, clients. They were not patients to me. They were my clients um, and ranged on the spectrum. And um, this one young woman, she was deaf. She had a um, cleft lip, like, but she was full on communicating um, and I could completely understand her and I was doing her hair and she was telling me about all of these things and her ideas wanting to be in marketing. And she was just such like such a bright, 
person and soul, like everything about her was just like she just lit up and she couldn't find a job. And she had these all these dreams, aspirations. Um, and just talking with her, I just knew like it was someone I wanted to connect with and, and work with. And I actually eventually ended up hiring her and she worked with me for a year and she did all of our social media marketing. And I was just so amazed because not only was, I mean, she was deaf and you would think, you know, how am I going to communicate with her? Like, and, and we navigated it with no problem, but moreover, I didn't realize she loved music. Like, she didn't no lie she has an instagram where she signs rap music and she does um asl and it's just incredible and it's like i would have never i totally like i, I don't want to say judged but assumed that you know our connection oh yes absolutely to get to play the superstar she is incredible um she's at she's in connecticut enough <laughs> there yeah work there that wants to support this we could we always we're, we're always looking at places to launch i was just that experience just as an employer and a human and just having like it was incredible to see and the talent that came from this girl and the dedication was was literally bar none like she was a, such a talent and it was great because she was able to build her resume with me and then have that to showcase to be able to get a job in another area because we only had the position temporary and i ended up keeping her for a year so it was just like those things that people don't really, you know, think of. And like you said, it's like limiting, you know, beliefs you don't know until you have the experience. You know, and it's, it's not only to knock those that aren't subject to the experience of the dis- special needs population. And I like to call them the creative abilities population because um, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to shot, you know, to to shun someone because they not experienced it. And therefore, as humans, if we don't understand it, we tend to right. stray away from it. And that's why we feel it's really important that we educate and empower not only the special needs population, but those people for interaction, for true inclusion. You know, yeah. inclusion isn't, okay, you accept the special needs population and then it kind of withers away. Because there's to me, inclusion has to be 360. We can't accept one out of the bunch and then kind of lose sight of the other sheet. You know, right. in essence, we have to, how do we create an inclusive reality of making sure their needs and their, you know, their social components match with whoever they're with and then celebrate both. So many times we lose sight of while we're trying to fix a problem, we need to create another one, right? That's amazing. So Macy's Miracles, and then um, you guys have Night of Superstars. You want to expand on yes. that? Because that is amazing. And that's actually coming up. This episode will air after. So we'll have to do a follow-up and have you on again. But I'm so excited because... Yeah, so she with Night of Superstars is such a huge part of my heart. Um, so we are a nonprofit organization that creates scholarships and also mentorships and throughout it. So we we have been able to, I've been able to mentor about personally over 25 of our, our superstars and not only of our platinum marine that also comes in. So this is where coming in there, we've been able to really, you know, um, take our network and create a net worth for those with disabilities. We're not honoring them because of their disability. We're honoring them because of what they go and they do with their life, despite the disability or despite the obstacles in their way. I mean, they're winning races like gold medals, junior Olympic races in the Special Olympics or Paralympics, and they have no mm-hmm. They're running. They're doing the impossible. We're having, you know, autistic artists who and voiceover artists. Um, we have authors. I mean, we have Brent Meunier. If you look him up, he's Jigsaw Grant. Um, he creates his mom found, again, Julie Floyd. It's amazing. Her and Grant have now 
written a whole book series out of Jigsaw Grant and Friends. And Grant started by going to school and the school complaining because he was working the books up. Oh my God. And she said, wait, I don't want to take this away from him. He's obviously like onto something. And they came up with collages. So he does masterpiece art, masterpiece art that has been showcased from all over the world. Milan, I mean, he has commissioned it with um, lieutenant governors, governors, and he's just, he's done amazing work. He's still doing it. That's amazing. We have um, Evan. Evan was talking Ozark. Oh, you know, so we have, um, oh my gosh, we have so many kiddos. It's, I, I mean, I don't even want to say a couple, I mean, I'm saying a couple, but I don't want to single out. They're all amazing. Right. But 90 Superstars, the event is we are inducting the new superstars into the network, into the alumni, where that night is the celebration. They get their award. But that might also change the trajectory of where they're going to go and how we help navigate them and piece it who partner with them. Oh my God. So they're with them for the rest of their lives. They can pick up a phone. They can call us, you know, if they need legal help, if they need assistance, you know, it's kind of like we just become their tribe and everybody supports each other. So like, and Houston and Dallas are our two biggest ones. We're launching more in 2023 in different other cities and nationwide. But like for this one, we have on Saturday, 21 of our alumni are coming from Houston. Like um, they're road triggers. Yeah. They're partying. Nice. I love Yeah, that. It's funny. And they always say, oh, well, you're doing this so great. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're doing in me. Is so, right. Exactly. Like, I, I'm nowhere near the blessing to them that they are to me. So oh gosh, it's pretty awesome. That. that is so beautiful. I, it is so like, it's important on all levels to like, just surround yourself in, in that space of just like everybody. I don't know. I feel, I love the stories of people. Mm -hmm. I love like just connecting and just hearing people and just seeing them light up in their passions and like their purpose. Like there's just something to that. And it just almost gives you that permission to kind of also live out what you do. Cause in a way, like everybody has to come together and connect and make all these different things happen. But being inspired by just all all things is just so important. And that's partly why I also like I'm so excited to start doing this show and not only to do it to share the stories for listeners, but then even myself. I'm like, there's something about that energy to always be in that space of like inspirational people. So Absolutely. so but you're very humble to say what you say because you're you're pretty incredible in what you do and, and making a lot of that happen. So thank you for that. Um and just being who you are. Yes, yes. All right, before we get all mushy, um next topic. Okay, so we talked a lot about like, okay, what you've done and and you have just like an array of experience. Um it's incredible. But like for someone that is just starting out with little to no experience. Um, but just have like this calling or this pull or this push to say, like, I feel like I should be doing this. But what I find a lot of people are so afraid to start. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice? Um, because you, I mean, you jumped in and started some pretty, pretty amazing things. But like for someone else right at the beginning stages, what's that push? What's that inspiration that you can give someone else that's just like not, they haven't started yet, but they feel like they should be doing something they just don't know how to start so i'm a reverse engineer mind um 
I do things so differently. So I guess my perception probably it would work for some and it may not. Right. <laughs> I'm going to throw that disclaimer. <laughs> consult your, uh, consult your team. Before you I'm, I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. I'm just like, throw everything. They're all caution to the wind. You're yeah, like, so don't have a plan at all. Differently. So I don't look at the, I don't look at the risk. I, you know, and you and I are so similar to that. It's like, I believe that if you, you just throw a bunch of arrows to the wall, something's going to have to stick. And eventually Murphy's law or whatever law it is, you're going to get a bullseye. Yeah. Um, I believe you're going to make that, you know, you have a 50% chance of making it. If you try and you have a hundred percent chance of failure, if you don't mm. And life, um, my best advice is you're going to be exactly who you are today. If you stay. You have to get up, you know, and you have to realize, you know, I tell this to my kids. I tell this to my clients. Everybody wants to shine, but few mine being mine. Mm. So if you're going to do anything great, just know it's going to hurt. It's going to be hard. Um, and just remove the fear. Because once you realize, like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to fall. Then mm-hmm. I'm going to fail. Right. You know, and I've learned more from falling than I ever did from soaring. Yeah, I became greater in my adversity than I ever did in the things that just came easy. And um, if you're going to do anything, center yourself with a really great mentorship group. Find the people that are doing successfully what you want to do or you feel led to do and be brave enough to ask them for advice. Mm. Be brave enough to be vulnerable and realize that you're not going to know anything until you know it. Yeah. No one is a winner until they win. No one is a writer until they write. No one is a salesperson until they sell. You know, no one is an owner until they buy. Yeah. And so we can't look at this at, okay, well, you know, Jane Doe's over there. She's she's soaring. She's great. She's bawling. She's on top of the world. But no one knows how many times she fell. Right. No one no one knows how many times she's gonna fall. So we can't judge where we want to be by looking at someone on top of the world moment. Mm-hmm. We just have to go to them and be like, okay, learn from their mistakes. You can feel free after this. You can call me. I'll be glad <laughs> to transparently tell you the walls that I get and hope that you don't hit them. You know. But you, but you still might. <laughs> you think so long? And it's yeah. okay. Yeah. So I know that's like a, a mouthful, but I think the biggest thing is um, finding finding a circle. And getting advice and realizing a vision is going to only be as great until you execute it. And the only way to execute it is to jump. Is to jump, right. I'm a big believer of just like, you know, jump and build your wings on the way down and then you soar. Um, Because like you said, like failure, there is no such thing as failure. It's it's always opportunity. Um, Failure is basically if you don't try at all. And I think what I get a lot of is, you know, well, how do you know? And what should I do first? And tell me the steps. Like everybody wants that, like, you know, one, two, three. And if aren't, no, there are not there. And even if you put them together and you think you're, you know, it's, you're going to go from, I think we talked about this once you talked about like the alphabet, right? And it's like, you know, it's not A, B, C, D, it's A, then B, and then M, and then <laughs> Z, and you might have to circle back to C. And so like, that's the true reality of like, everything. I feel like entrepreneurship, leadership, um, whatever hat that you wear at any given moment, 
you don't know until you you try. And so true. I do a lot of international motivational speaking and empowerment. And one of the things I always say is you have an option. You can be the lion that eats or the lion that sleeps, but you cannot hibernate on your purpose. Mm. And that's where those people, if you feel, and especially that we're in a shifting season, whoever you are, during a season where whatever's inside of you, whatever you would purpose to do, that tug, that universal pull, whoever you believe in, whatever, you know, that's to everyone's own capacity. But that magnetic force is pulling people. And so yeah. there's no more sleeping. You have to wake up. I mean, if anybody wants to know how to do it, they do it. <laughs> we epitomize that. <laughs> we literally. I'm like, what is this feeling? I don't understand. And it's like, that's the other thing. It's like that whole aspect of just like, but how? But but why? But how? And it's like, stop asking and start doing. And then like that answer will come and you'll feel it and know. And then pay attention to that those little cues in your gut that tell you otherwise or tell you, you know, for it or, or against it or whatever it is, that intuition, we all have it. Mm-hmm. I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. It's like that nagging, yeah. And you're just like, I shouldn't, uh, okay. And then it's like every single time, like, dang it, okay, lesson, lesson, had to learn that lesson. So um, it is really hard to, to navigate what's the right thing. And, and going into that, like your purpose, um, what do you feel is your purpose? And, and what would be like, I don't know, what's the advice of trying to figure out what that is? If it's, is it changing? Is it, is it everlasting, the one thing? Or is it, what do you think? Um, I think everything's an evolution inside of you. Um, I think as a woman or as a man, whoever's listening, you're going to evolve. And how you evolve will shift and shape exactly what your purpose is. I mean, I think that we have seasonal purpose. We have, you know... longevity purpose we have generational purpose and i think it's for me my purpose i always knew this ever since i I wanted to be a motivational speaker um mine was i wanted to speak to people in a stadium built where no one paid a dime if they were flat down on the ground and they needed some kind of light i wanted to be that person speaking life into them um but I also knew I had to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, like I said, I told y'all I was a mom of four, you know, and I was a young mom. Um, and I was a young mom with two kids that had some, some very large complexity of medical. And uh, so I went into, okay, what's my vehicle? I figured, you know, what do I like? And of course, when I first started, keep in mind, I've evolved. I was going to be a Supreme Court judge. Got a hair legal degree, um, took a job for six months and was like, what the heck is this? Like, there's yeah. no theatricals, there's no drama. I heard of court around, where's the jury? I'm in a box. Right? Like, they want me to read paper and they want me to, I'm like, revise this? Hey, you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. I was like, I'm like, nope. Hey, try to, yeah, is that off the list? Yeah. So then I went into healthcare and like, hey, I'm not a nurse. What do I have to do that, like, you know, chest up? And then, um, you know, respiratory therapy, that's so easy. Me listed, I know that they were like front and center. We're going to make you breathe a little. Yeah. Um, fell in love with it. Um, but it just, you know, I just knew that I wanted to be bigger than that. And then, you know, like I said, you just got into doing the business development or they call it clinical liaison department and then got into administration and then it 
again, just got into, wow, I want to see if I could build a healthcare system. Of course, that's a natural, natural path. I mean, completely. But I will say this, like, it's all of those experiences, though, like each of those moments led you to the next, that led you to the next, that led you to the next. So they're like stepping stones, right? 100% was the staircase. And I, yeah, I'm nowhere near the top of it. Like, I mean, I can climb about, you know, a flight and then, yeah, I come down two flights and then I climb another flight. Oh, my gosh. There was a there was a whole um, artistic kind of uh, what is it? Did you see that? Yes. But you sent it to me. Yes. You sent it to me on the Sears and he had the trampoline. Literally, I watched that and I'm like, this epitomizes like everything in life. So he's going up the stairs and literally has a trampoline to the side of the stairs and then like falls off the stairs and then bounces right back up to the next stair and then goes down a couple of stairs and then bounces back up. And then he was at the top and just really kept going up and down. I think that's when you really have those like really up and down moments, right? And it's such a different perspective once you, well, actually, I take that back. When you feel like you're at the top, right? When you feel like you have so much to to lose or do, it's like a different kind of pressure. Um, I don't think I ever want to get to the top. Right. I live in complacentness and complacentness to me is paralyzing. Yeah. Um, I want to keep climbing. Yeah. And um, let me get to Mount Everest. Let me go find a fire mountain that you never even wrote about, you know? I love that. And actually, so we're tied in with the, the eWomen Network. That's how I got involved with doing this podcast to begin with. They really empowered me to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and so I'm so excited. They're going to be sharing this podcast um, through their network. And that's kind of what their mission is as a network. Um, it's called the eWomen Network. And that's literally what they say is um, we lift as we climb. And it's all about women, you know, climbing, but at the same time, you're lifting others along the way. And to me, that is a way of living like in a more purposeful and like more fulfilled way, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just kind of like head down, grind it out, hustle, 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 you kind of look up and you realize like, you know, what was I really, what was I building? You don't feel as fulfilled. I know for me, I kind of had those hurdles um, navigating all the different things in my career. And there was a point in time, like I am Ashley Stone Hustle. You can find me on Instagram. I am Ashley Stone Hustle. I <laughs> I know how to hustle and I know how to come up with a hustle and I'm always like grinding. And and that's just part of my personality. I've learned to like embrace that. Um, but there's also this other aspect of like head up girl and like, again, lift as you climb and like don't, it's very easy to kind of get boxed in a little bit and feel like, you know, just focus, focus and grind. And then you look up and you're like, oh, wait, there's more to this. And so for me, that was like something I discovered along the way, um, navigating the different, you know, areas of my my path, my journey. I call it, I love to call it a journey. It is a journey. We are on. I know the name, but it is also important. The head up part is so key. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand that there's isolation and wilderness that we have to go through. Yeah. And to grow... You can, it's, we get, we have to continuously go back to the diamond mine because that's what we are. Mm -hmm. So when we're in that isolation or that wilderness where we feel alone, it's when the best work can be done. So true. Um, you know, and I always tell people, just imagine yourself in the diamond mine. Imagine that the miners are going through the most excruciating heat in the most hardest temperatures. And then they take a chisel and they take a hammer and they chisel at something in the dark. And then, you know, it's completely barely any light it's like just a little bit they don't know what they're chiseling away they grab this gross looking lump black coal and it's not until they take it and they clean it and they sand it 
and they polish it. You know, it goes through so many different processes and each process they go through and is painful. But that purpose and that pain, they get a little bit more spark, a little bit more spark. Oh, it's not until they get to the geologist, you know, and they get their certification that they glisten, shine, and they end up in the jewelry store. So I think it's important when we're in that process, that we understand that we're not alienated, abandoned or alone, broken, yeah. bruised, you know, um, sometimes that process takes isolation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Queen Sheba, if you, anybody who's biblical, knows that she's cast into a wilderness and she's sure out there and went and built smart cities in a biblical time. So, oh my gosh, that wilderness, you can do some greatness. Yes, I need those. I need those reminders sometimes. This is why I have friends like Haley that I can I can text at one o'clock in the morning when I'm when I'm in the wilderness of entrepreneurism, and I'm just like I can't do this. It's so hard, but yes, I mean, I I I love that you're always such an inspiration, Haley. Thank you for just everything that you are as a friend and as a just a, a person to interview and share your story and all the things. Um, I love surrounding myself with women that do all the things because like it's it's a tribe. It's a different it's a different way of life for sure. Um, but we need each other too. Like like you said, like lift and climb and and do all the things together. So um, and then you know take those moments and go down into the mind <laughs> the minefields. I'm over here like the mind being of the minefields of like. I just keep just like just up there. There will be an explosion. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, that there's that too. Um, all right. So as we wrap this up, I always uh, love to share. I'm I'm the B girl. So Beauty Entourage is my company, and um, one of the things I've always done um, with this company, I love the B E B. Be empowered, be beautiful, be bold, be you. Um, really encouraging people to just be something. Um, so what is your B? What what would you say to, to someone else listening? Like, what is your B? Be present. Oh. Be present. Yes. Because through that presence, you will find profit. And that profit will bring perseverance. It will be, bring, I mean, just anything in the profit when you're being, does it just normally mean commas in your checking account? Because sometimes I can, I, I think I am more profitable when I have less commas, but I do have <laughs> more um, because it makes you be present. And yeah. um, to be great, you have to be present. Absolutely. And take it all in. Like it's, yes, it's the journey. That's why like, I just, I love that thought process of, of the journey and the seasons through that journey. Absolutely. And just know, um, be a period or an exclamation point on a page. It's just be present enough to know you're going to turn that page and keep writing the story because the story is not over yet. Amazing. And the story is not over. This is not the first time you will hear from <laughs> Haley A. Hart Kiefer. Um, Got to throw that in. Shout out to your husband. Oh. <laughs> Country music star. I just love your story. I love your family. I love your life. And I love your friendship. So thank you so much for being a guest on my second episode. What an honor. Woo! We got that down. And um, again, I know that you'll be back sharing more of your insight and your wisdom and experience and all the things. Um, so, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is, again, episode two. I'm so excited to keep recording and sharing this journey and this process in real time amidst my current chaos of really just doing all the things all at once, it feels like. Um, but we are making it work. And that is what it is about. 
So again, thank you guys for listening. Be bold, be beautiful, be you. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.